Wright, special edition of Ram Nation Radio, drive home edition. I just got on the highway after a long trek out of the parking lot and out of campus and now have a hour and a half drive back to Denver and uh, basically we'll be stewing the whole way after what was yet another really embarrassing bad football game that we had to sit through and figured I would take you along with me and share my thoughts before uh, signing off here but first of all shout out to fans I don't know what the attendance was tonight um, eight, 8 o'clock kickoff I thought the students showed up again was not as not as great as last Friday but still a solid showing for the students uh, rest of the alumni side and the, the upper east side was, was not not you know, super packed, but uh, overall, not not a bad crowd. We're into it. Everyone was into it. Um, yes, of course, the students left at halftime. Well, half of them did anyway, and uh, I think they've got it figured out. I mean, CSU is just not a good second half team. They haven't been for a long time since at least Bobo, and uh, I don't know what the hell happens at halftime. I think last week. CC was outscored 14 nothing tonight, I believe. We were outscored 14 nothing, 28 to nothing in the fourth quarter in the last two games. Um, I don't remember what last year was like in those four games, uh, but Bobo was notoriously horrible in the third quarter. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know if it's bad mentality, lack of urgency coming out of the locker room. They serving board slices. I have no idea, but. Uh, it was a bad, 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 bad brand of football. Again, just really bad. You come out hot. You're running the football. It was completely opposite of last week. I stand, you know, talking in the stands like, where was this last week? You know, you had the offensive line getting pushed, controlling the line of scrimmage. The defensive line was doing the same, at least for the first quarter and a half. Jump out to a 14 nothing lead, and. Uh, you failed to you failed to extend that lead because of two botched field goals, and I think Camper has now missed three on the season, which he just can't. I mean, tonight was just a killer, just an absolute killer. Because instead of going up twenty to nothing, you let these guys hang around, and for the second week in a row, the defense, which had been okay, been playing pretty good actually up you know until that point, gave up a late. First half touchdown, let him march right down the field and uh, score late. And instead of feeling pretty dang good about yourself, uh, Vanderbilt scores there and goes. They, they pull within 14-7, and now they're feeling good about themselves. The next thing you know, they come out in the third quarter and completely dominate. And the game was 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 entirely different. And uh, you know, I saw a lot of horrendous stuff tonight and we heard a lot about ram clash right we heard a lot about how we're gonna be tough this we're gonna dominate the line of scrimmage we're gonna run the football toddy centeo is he's a heck of a heck of a accurate quarterback with a strong arm he moves he can make plays he can make big glasses he's gonna make uh you know explosive plays downfield you know we're not seeing it we're not seeing it man 
two games in a row, we're not seeing it. And I know that Adazio was very quick to point at the statistics of Todd Sinclair last week. You know, over 300 yards passing and uh, 60% completion rate, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, a lot of that, quite honestly, was in garbage time when CSU was down and just trying to get back in the game somehow late in the third quarter, late you know, in the fourth quarter. And don't, don't point at these statistics to me and, and try to use that as how CSU is a program that is improving. Statistics, the important of statistics is for losers, man. It, man, I heard him talk about it tonight. Here's the, here's the deal. Statistics are great and all, right? But did Todd Centeno make and the, the plays when you needed him to make plays last week? No. He missed big plays. That could have changed the game if he makes one or two of those. And uh, tonight, same thing. I mean, the, the, the guy had umpteen passes deflected. He had a key interception at a bad time. Um, the guy, he's a serviceable, serviceable quarterback, but this is a bad football team. And you need, if you're going to win any games this year, you need a quarterback who's special, not not a serviceable quarterback. And uh, Adazio said this was a special quarterback who had the it factor, and I'm not seeing it yet. And it's, you know, maybe it's unfair to, to throw this on him after two games. But we're out, you know, there's a lot of blame to go around. It is not all on Todd Centeno. This uh, this offensive line is bad. It's bad. Running game is bad. There's a couple bright spots there early in the game. Um, David Bailey, though, man, he is he, he he's supposed to be an elite running back. We're not seeing that at all. Um, yes, he scored a few touchdowns this year, but he is not a game breaker that at least yet. Um, we have a prolific tight end who didn't have a pass catch in the second half until the last drive, that, that second to last drive that uh, tied up the game. In fact, since you did not have a first down, I'm going off memory here. I don't have any stats in front of me. Um, I'm going off memory, but we didn't have a first down until that, that second to last drive when we tied it up. That is unbelievable. I think we must have had six drives, three and out. And then uh, finally hit, hit Trey a couple times for a couple first downs there. Um, that's bad football. That is bad football, but you cannot pick up a first down. So we heard a lot about how great Centeno is. We heard a lot about this Ram clash and how tough and physical this football team is going to be. And, and how, uh, how we're going to take it to, to, to teams. And uh, we're changing the culture. And I haven't seen any culture change. I see the same old losing ways. I see the same old undisciplined football. How many goddamn penalties did we have tonight? And really inopportune penalties. Inopportune times. Um, false starts on a field goal attempt. Are you freaking kidding me? That was costly. Yeah, a false start on a, I think it was a quarterback sneak or a third one or something like that. Um, just absolutely inexcusable. He had three pass interference calls on Marshawn Cameron, which, I'll be honest, they were ticky-tack, but here's the deal. 
for as long as I can remember, in dating back to the Bobo era at least, our defensive backs are terrible at turning around and playing the football. And if you're not going to turn around and play the ball, you're just playing the man, you're opening yourself up to get those calls against you. And you have three of them. And uh, I don't, you know, they could certainly have been no calls, but he, just, he did not turn around and find the ball on any of those. And they're costly. And he had a couple targeting calls. And I, I felt that at least that last one against Logan Stewart wasn't wasn't a real good call. Maybe there was helmet to helmet there, but the guy's spinning. You know, it's a bang bang. It wasn't malicious. It was a quarterback. It was a, he was running. It wasn't like he was not a defenseless player. The guy's running, then he spins, and it's his bang. I mean, I guess supposed to avoid that. If there's going to be uh, incidental contact with helmets, that's football, man. I, I just hate, I just hate the way this this game is going. But nonetheless, penalty after penalty after penalty, and turnovers, and, uh, and, and inopportune times. So it's everything we're seeing. Everything that Coach Todd said that we would see, we're seeing the opposite. And we have only a six-game sample size, but he's one in five. He is one in five, and there's some losses in there that are against some bad football teams. Tonight was a bad football team, and a team with an 11-game losing streak came in here and beat CSU in front of their own crowd. Well, let me tell you something about that crowd. That they're not coming back. That crowd will not come back. I know. In my own group of friends, there are going to be friends that are not coming back this year. That's disappointing. I, I have a hard time blaming them. I mean, it's this isn't just this year that we've been dealing with this kind of football. This has been. This is uh, this is seven years now since Matt Wayne was here and actually gave us a good football season, right? 2014. Seven years of bad football, and I include those three bowl bowl seasons of Bobo. Those were bad. That's bad football. He didn't beat anybody good those years. You, sure, you win seven games and you crap the bed against really bad bowl teams. I mean, just embarrassing football. Just bad brand too. Bad brand with not no physicality, horrible defense, and uh, so here's the other disappointing thing. The, 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 the continued reference to our statistics as evidence of improvement. Give me a break. I, I, I do think that it's, it's concerning to me that he he's grasping at straws for this this improvement for statistics. Give me a break. You need to see improvement on the field. And he at one point in the post game started getting all animated like he did last week. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of talking about the bad. Let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the, the explosive plays we had. Like, no, I mean, you had a couple of explosive plays that resulted in first downs. And Okay, did you win the game? No. And and I heard him and I heard Centeno afterwards talk about how, you know, we're trying to build this culture and, I don't think I guess the culture's not gonna be turned around in in a you know, six games, but you know, Adazio did get paid. I, I heard I heard uh, Kevin Lionel say this on the whole show last week that yeah, you know, it's easy to try to throw away last year's four game season. 
you know, it's just a throwaway and, and kind of ignore the results of last year. But he did get paid his million four, million five, whatever it is. And, uh, and so it's a real season to me. And, uh, and here we are, 0-2, with a loss to an FCS team and a loss to an 0-11 team that is just, just horrendous. A team that lost to East Tennessee State at home last week by 20 points comes into Fort Collins and made wings. That is, red flags are up for me, and, and it's looking like a season that is destined to maybe put up a goose egg, one or two wins at most. I'm not seeing it, and it's really hard for me to believe because we were told that there were going to be major strides this year. And um, Sean Keeler at the Denver Post wrote a pretty scathing column last week, and I don't think our fans took it well, which is funny to me because our fans bash our football program as much as anybody, but when someone from the media does it, we don't like it. But he's very truthful. I thought he had a lot of a lot of good comments in there about how, you know, we heard this, this, and this, and this, and we saw the opposite. You know, they're not a, it's not a physical team. It's not a team that dictates the line of scrimmage. It's not a team that makes explosive plays. It's not a team that has a quarterback uh, who's zipping it all over the field. It's, uh, it's a bad football team. And this is happening at just the absolute worst time. I got to tell you. I heard Mark Mosier on uh, Altitude say Friday morning that he's he's bummed that CSU didn't get in the Big 12, and uh, he blamed the fans. He's like, I wanted them to be in the Big 12 more than any CSU fan. Bullshit. Stop with your hyperbole. But I think that last Friday, when the rumor or the, the first reports came out that the Big 12 was interested in Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU, it really just sunk me that day. And I was so excited for football that the season opener, and when I heard that, it just I knew that CSU wasn't in the top four, but just to finally see it come to fruition, to see that there was going to be a decision made that soon, it, it, it killed me. And it kind of took away some of the luster of that day. And then, of course, the loss just freaking really threw the dagger in me. And then when the report came out, whatever it was, Thursday, that made it official where the, the presidents of the Big 12 voted in those four schools, it was just another dagger. And made worse by the fact that CSU seemingly is not even in the conversation because of how bad, how horrendously bad this football program is. It is sickening. It is sickening because we have everything else. There's a healthy athletic department there. Good basketball, good Olympic sports. They're investing. They're investing in facilities. They're investing in coaches. They're investing to make these programs better. But there have been bad decisions and bad hires in, in the football program in recent years. And it, had, it came at the absolute worst time. And if you could have capitalized on the 2014 season that McElwain had, brought in a coach that knew what he was doing and could win a football game, you know, and, and if you could have kept that trajectory going, CSU, I believe, would have been part of that group. 
but uh, would have been a lot closer to being part of that group of four that was invited to the Big 12. And instead, we are not even a glint in their eye. We really aren't. Because this program is its as bad as I've seen. And I've seen some bad football programs at CSU, but uh, I was not around for the 80s, the, the, the rough run through the 80s. But uh, I think we're heading there. I really do. And I hate to say it because we are really early in a coach's tenure here, but I'm just not I'm not seeing anything that gives me confidence. And uh, I will always support this team. I will always support CSU. I love the Rams. I invest a lot of time, money, blood, sweat, tears, all that, you know. But I'm like everyone else when I am just, I, I reach my limits of patience and when the heck can we have a decent product on our field? So frustrating. All right. Well, got my tickets to Iowa, 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 uh, Iowa City, and uh, I'll be going there in two weeks. Unfortunately, I think CSU trouble next week against the Lido. Gave Notre Dame a really good game. I had a chance to win that one. Uh, maybe they'll have a letdown, but I'm telling you right now, they could have a letdown. And from what I've seen from this football team, they'll still run over us. And it's disappointing to say that, but we are staring down a almost guaranteed 0-4 start. Uh, probably not survivable. Certainly uh, going to kill our hopes for a bowl season this year. But at this point, I'm looking for a single win, you know. Thanks for listening. I hope that there's better days ahead. Appreciate all the people that were there tonight cheering on the Rams, wearing their orange. Um, a lot of people there that care. I've run into, I was running a lot of longtime fans, a lot of very invested people that have been part of the athletic department and the university itself, employees, that when you look at them and they just shake their head and they are just in disbelief and it's killing all of us. And uh, I don't know what you got to do. I saw some talk uh, on the boards of firing Adazio, and I've heard the whole show talk about it. And six games in, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not liking what I see. But I, uh, at the end of the day, it's six games in. He's got to have a little bit of time. And besides that, the buyout structure, there's there's no way that we're spending the money to buy him out over the next two years. You know, beyond that, into 2004 or 2024, maybe, right? 2000, 2023, maybe. But it's not happening this year. It's probably not even happening next year. And I got to wonder, I got to wonder... I mentioned this on the message board yesterday. I saw somebody posted a letter that the president of Memphis, uh, University of Memphis, wrote to their fans and their alumni and their students about how disappointed this president was very disappointed in, in not being included in the Big 12 expansion. 
and uh, basically said it was devastating, but they are working. This is their ultimate goal. They're working to get there, and they will not stop until they get there. I thought that was, I thought that was impressive to see from a president that that is a stated goal, and they are doing everything they can. That they know, I mean, they realize that football is the front porch, and it is a gateway to a lot, a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars. Those four schools are going to benefit from by going to the Big 12, and CSU will continue to toil in this pittance that we get from the Mountain West TV deal. And uh, I just, I guess, I would have loved to have seen our president come out and make similar comments and say, "Hey, this is this is our goal, and we are not satisfied, and we are not happy that we have fallen short, but this is what we're going to do to get there." And, and not hearing that from her makes me wonder if it is even a goal that she cares about. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe we have another Al Yates that just doesn't really care that much about athletics. I don't know. But as someone who really loves this university and our athletics programs, something has to change, man. Something has to change. Thanks for listening, all. Have a good night.